Part two of Everglades Wild Guide by Jean Craighead George. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Berard. Everglades Wild Guide by Jean Craighead George. Part two. Tree Island Glades. Elevation one to three feet above sea level. Bayhead, Willowhead, Sawgrass, Pine dwarf cypress forest alligator hole cypress head illustration pig frog one-third life size illustration green tree frog one-third life size illustration squirrel tree frog color variation beyond the pine lands the road having descended some two feet from the park entrance brings you into the true everglades the river of grass or as the seminoles call it pahaoki grassy waters to the eye the glades look like a very flat grassy prairie broken by scattered clumps of trees during the dry season winter it is in fact a prairie and sometimes burns fiercely the dominant everglades plant is sawgrass actually not a grass but a sedge the tree islands develop in both high and low spots of the glades terrain in this unbelievably flat country small differences in elevation measured in inches rather than feet cause major differences in the plant life tropical hardwoods on the mesas and swamp trees in the potholes a spot in the glades where the limestone base is elevated just two feet will be occupied by a small forest of tropical hardwoods and palms a hammock much like those of the pine lands a low spot just a few inches below the general level of the limestone base will remain wet even in the relatively rainless winter when the sawgrass becomes tender dry the sloth-like depression will support a stand of bald cypress called a cypress head other tree islands called bayheads and willowheads develop in many places where soil and peat accumulate step from the sawgrass glades into one of these hammocks or heads you will find yourself in another world you cannot know the park until you have investigated these plant and animal communities so distinct from the surrounding marsh yet so much a part of it as you drive through the park look for the trails provided to give you easy access into the interior of the tree islands also characteristic of the glades are the sloughs channels where the glades water generally a thin seemingly motionless sheet is deeper and has a noticeable current the sloughs support a rich plant life and attract a variety of animals particularly during the dry season when the water level drops below the shallow glades bottom animals that live in the glades when they are under water must migrate or estivate if they are to survive the rainless months many migrate to the sloughs the best known of which is taylor slough where the elevated anhinga trail enables you to walk over the water and observe the wildlife fire is an important factor in the ecology of the tree island glades 
just as it is in the pineland here too artificial barriers such as canals and roads have hindered the spread of natural fires there is some evidence that tree islands were scattered more thinly over the sawgrass prairie a half century ago when a single fire might wipe out scores of them and destroy much of the bed of peat that provided a foothold for them a bird's-eye view of the glades region today shows many tree islands that have been established in recent decades but park rangers are now utilizing controlled fires in the glades as well as in the pineland this tends to prevent new tree islands from taking hold and thus helps maintain the natural everglades landscape driving over the glades toward florida bay you come to a sign reading rock reef pass elevation three feet the road then traverses the so-called dwarf cypress forest the forest is an open area of scattered stunted bald cypress growing where moral which unlike peat does not burn has accumulated in small potholes dissolved in the limestone these marl potholes provide a foothold for the dwarf cypresses in an area that is spotted with cypress heads containing much larger trees many of the dwarf cypresses are more than one hundred years old while tall cypresses in the heads may be less than fifty years old these anomalies can be attributed to varying soil depths and water levels and to the effects of fire before you reach the limit of the fresh water marsh you will come to a side road leading to mahogany hammock a good foot trail makes it easy to explore this hardwood jungle island just beyond you will notice the first red mangroves small and scattered in this zone they are a signal that you are approaching a strikingly different plant and animal community the mangrove swamp mangrove swamp elevation sea level to one foot above sea level illustration prairie sedges bay jamaica dogwood gumbo limbo mahogany prairie sedges buttonwood white mangrove osprey nest black mangrove red mangrove very dense growth estuary illustration bonefish comes in with the tide to feed on crabs and mollusks in shallow water illustration florida horn shell lives in shallow water and feeds upon algae and other aquatic plants illustration coon oyster a small one and a half inches oyster that lives attached to the roots of mangroves the southward creeping waters of the glades eventually meet and mingle with the salty waters of the tidal estuaries in this transition zone and along the gulf and florida bay coasts a group of trees that are tolerant of salty conditions called mangroves form a vast watery wilderness impenetrable except by boat it occupies hundreds of square miles embracing both the shifting zone of brackish water and the saltier coastal waters several kinds of trees are loosely called mangroves the water-tolerant red mangrove grows well out into the mudflats and is easily recognized by its arching stilt-like roots black mangrove typically grows at levels covered by high tide but exposed at low tide 
and it is characterized by the root projections called pneumatophores that stick up out of the mud like so many stalks of asparagus growing in the shade of the tree white mangrove has no peculiar root structure and grows generally farther from the water behind the other trees sometimes all three are found in mixed stands this mangrove wilderness laced by thousands of miles of estuarine channels called rivers and creeks and broken by numerous bays and sounds is extremely productive biologically the brackish zone is particularly valuable as a nursery ground for shrimp the larvae and young of these marine crustaceans and of other marine animals remain in this relatively protective environment until they are large enough to venture into the open waters beyond the mangroves illustration the mangrove swamp and the coastal prairie the shrimp represent a multi-million dollar industry and the sports fishing business of the area is said to exceed that by far both would suffer if any damage occurred to this ecosystem the greatest danger is the alteration in the flow of fresh waters from the glades and cypress swamps that occurs when new canals are built and land is drained for cultivation or development the flow carries with it into the estuaries organic materials from the rich glades ecosystem these supplement the vast quantities of organic matter derived from the decay of red mangrove leaves thus a reduction in the amount of nutrient-laden fresh water flowing into the mangrove region will affect the welfare of the ecosystem and indirectly the livelihood or recreation of many persons the productive zone of brackish waters varies in breadth according to the flow of fresh water in the wet summer it moves seaward as the flow of fresh water from the glades pushing the tides back in the drier winter the bay and gulf waters move inland and the brackish zone is quite narrow the drainage and canal building operations in south florida can be extremely disruptive here since too little or too much fresh water flowing into the estuaries can interfere with their productivity natural disasters such as hurricanes can also bring about great changes in the mangrove ecosystem yet biologists do not necessarily view the destruction of mangroves by hurricanes as catastrophic the hurricanes have been occurring as long as the mangroves have grown here and are part of the complex of natural forces making the region what it is fire does not seem to be a problem in the mangrove wilderness the trees themselves are not especially fire resistant but it is not uncommon to see a glades fire burn to the edge of the mangroves and stop when it runs out of fine fuel the mangrove wilderness is a mecca for many park visitors sportsmen take their motorboats into the bays and rivers to challenge the fighting tarpon bird lovers seek the roosts and rookeries of herons and wood storks canoeists the only ones able to explore the secret depths are drawn by the spell of labyrinthine channels under arching mangrove branches here in a wilderness still thwarting man's efforts at destruction 
one experiences a feeling of utter isolation from the machine world but the relentlessly rising sea of the past ten thousand years has belittled drought fire hurricane and frost as it slowly inundated this land three inches each hundred years in compensation the mangrove forest adds peat and rises with the sea the sawgrass marshes retreat and the mangrove ecosystem prevails essentially unchanged end of part two